What's going on, everyone? Welcome to The Tangible, a video series where we're trying to expose you to different jobs, businesses, and education backgrounds. But we're not only trying to expose you to these things, we're also trying to give you tangible advice and um, specific details to get to those careers, businesses, and you know those schools. Um, we're also trying to expose you to careers you may never have ever heard about. And that's why I have my good friend, Arjun Sahoda here, who's an actuarial assistant at Forrester's Financial. So Arjun, Thank you so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, Raman. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited for this and to see you start this podcast and see this podcast grow. And yeah, I'm super I appreciate excited. It, man. it means a lot. So let's start here. I still don't know what it is fully. I can't explain it. But what is an actuary? What do they do? And what do you do as an actuarial assistant at Forrester's Financial? Yeah, so basically, in the most simple terms, what an actuary does is like, risk management for insurance companies so basically like you know calculating the rates and risks and like just doing all the behind the scenes stuff so that everyone like can buy their insurance like what premiums to pay and like what the risk is and stuff and yeah my role specifically like you said i'm an actuarial assistant at forester's financial and i'm working in the experience study team and basically what my team does is we compare the like actual experience of like insurance policies so like how many deaths, mortality, lapse, and like expenses, all of that. And we compare that to the pricing. So like what they expected it to be. And like my job more specifically, like day to day is like, yeah, like updating the mortality rates, updating lapse rates, updating premium tables, et cetera. And also like validating those assumptions before we send them out. So someone that wants to go in a career like this, I'm just going to assume they're math dominant, right? Like you have to be skilled at math. And it's mainly math within the field. Yeah, for sure. It's a lot of math and yeah, stats, risks, I guess. But yeah, so main my question, math. yeah. So my yeah. question is like, you're in this field, you're really, you're, you're really successful. It's a sex, successful occupation, but I've never heard about it, right? Like when did you find out about the actuary field and, you know, who, who told you about it? Because I, I know the story, but it's really yeah. interesting, right? Yeah. So like you mentioned, like most of my friends probably know the story, but yeah, it's pretty funny. I actually like learned about this career, like when I was like in grade six or something. So my cousin's actually an actuary in England. And like when I was a kid, I was just, you know, I just see his lifestyle. I'm like, okay, you know, this guy's driving Aston Martin. This guy's going on vacation a lot. You know, he's traveling the world. Like I want to do what he's doing. And then, yeah, so I knew he was an actuary and then I knew I had to do with math. So I'm like, all right, that's what I want to do. And basically, since like grade six, I actually stuck with that. Like obviously in high school, like I looked more into the career and like I still like wanted to do it after looking into it. And yeah, so here we are. You know, that what your story really proves to me is like the careers and the businesses that we want to go into. It's like we know of family members and friends in those careers and businesses and that's what directs us that direction, right? Like you had a friend in it. Most people that are into math, they probably go into engineering or science, you know, like a health side course. But because you were exposed to that at a young age, like, you know, you stuck to it. So, which is a really cool story. Um, so you're in high school, you're in grade 12 right, right now. For someone that wants to be an actuary, what's the program like they're, they're aiming for? And how did you s select your university for that career? Yeah, so... Basically, you just want to look for like a program that has a good reputation. And for me personally, like how I chose it, like, as you know, like I, I wrestle, as you guys can maybe tell, you know, 
medals in the background. But uh, yeah, so I've been Come wrestling on, for a no, long no, time. No, don't watch the medals in the back. Come on, no. subtle flex, you know. But um, yeah, so that was a big factor in my decision. So the three universities that had wrestling and actuarial science program were Western, McMaster, and U of T. And honestly, I was kind of leading more towards McMaster at first because it had like a co-op program in it. And but like as I got like closer to like my making my decision, I also got AEO like for Ivy. And so like as we talked about before, Ivy's like uh business school. So I also I wasn't hundred percent sure. I guess I probably was like ninety-nine percent sure, but I was like there's still that chance that you know maybe I want to go into business. And so yeah, I got that and then Western had like a very good actuarial program as well. So I'm actually happy that I chose it, even though I didn't do Ivy. But yeah, that's kind of what made me choose. Yeah. You touched on a few things. Like just in grade 12, I remember in my school, everyone was applying to Ivy, right? Like just the marketing Western has, like even if you don't want to go into business, because we talked about this before, like it's just, it's like a flex too in grade 12. You know, you might not even want to do anything with it, but it's very prestigious to get into that Ivy program. And then when did you realize like in university, okay, Ivy's not for me? Yeah, so like you mentioned, it was like a flex, you know, or whatever. Like, honestly, yeah. I wasn't even like, you know, I didn't even know like too much about it. Like, I'd just be like, you know, I, yeah, I got Ivy, but I'm probably going to go to McMaster, right? And then people yeah, like, yeah. my friends in high school be like, like, why you're not going to go, you're not going to go there? Like, you're not going to go Western? I'm like, well, like, what? Like, I don't know. And then after, yeah, I looked into yeah. it and yeah, it's like a really good business school. But yeah, once I got to Western, like, I realized like, yeah, like the, my goal has always been to be an actuary and like, the like the better route would just be you know just do the actuarial program so i just did that and stuck with it exactly yeah so you're in university now and you're in your first year and what i've heard from people in math and sciences um when you get into first year your grades drop automatically right like it, it's a different experience what was your experience like so you were successful in high school we know that in grade 12 like when you first transitioned into first year what was that like for you academically yeah so like you definitely have to like embrace that change, I guess. Like, like your marks probably like most likely they will drop a bit, you know, but like the main thing would be is just like, you know, preparing for that drastic change. Like you just have to know like, yeah, university is a lot harder than high school. Like, you're not just going to be able to like, you know, just study the night before or like me, like study in the morning of like, I used to wake up early and just study. Right. And then I tried doing that yeah. for like my first midterm at Western. And I'm like, Oh shit. Like, this is not going to work, right? Like, this is not, it's not the yeah. same level of difficulty. It's a huge jump. And yeah, so I guess just make sure you just start like right off the bat. Like when the props tell you what to do, like, you know, like do it, your practice problems, do the notes, everything, just do it on time and yeah. like prepare for it. And then even after that, like, you know, just, you know, don't, don't be discouraged. If you don't see the marks you're seeing, you just have to like push through and you'll, you'll get there. Speaking about marks, um, for someone that wants to become an actuary once they graduate, are they looking at your marks? Do your marks matter? Or if you, you know, stay at a certain level, if you pass, you know, get 70s, like, is it okay? Or is it good to aim for those 80s, 90s? I mean, you know what they say. They say C's get degrees, you know, but... Uh, Come on, no? <laughs> no, no, but, like, I feel like it's a balance. Like, you definitely need, like, you know, you need, like, good marks and you get by, like, get all the courses and, like, maintain like, a good average, I'd say, like, at least, like, mid-70s, you know, or something. And, but I say like more so they're looking for like a more like well-rounded person where like they are looking for those people who are getting like, you know, the eighties, nineties and stuff like 
Yeah, every company needs those those number crunches as well. But exactly. if like not that, you they're also looking for like you know the well-rounded people who have everything else on the table to offer. So academically, we know it's a really it's a hard program. I remember seeing you in the library; you were grinding all the time. But on top of that, you were a varsity athlete, and you were you know involved in school. You're a wrestler and everything. Was it hard to balance that? And how important would you say? those extracurriculars are for someone trying to become an actuary yeah so like to be honest it was really hard to balance like it, both things like like you mentioned the program and wrestling were both like very demanding like you know it's a lot of a lot of math you know so you have to practice it. it's not just so you can just you know do it whenever you want like you have to do it every day basically and then wrestling too like yeah. it took like you know practices for like three hours a day like five days a week sometimes we had morning practices as well well, the two hours, you know, like adding everything together becomes like three. But yeah, so it was hard to balance. And I actually like I had to take one year off wrestling as well, like in third year. So just so I could like manage the course itself. And yeah. what I did personally was I actually like I ended up after that, I took like a lighter course load. So I just took four courses instead of five. And I did my program over five years instead of four. And I yeah. feel like. Like before, like if you think about it, say, oh my gosh, you know, five years. But I don't think like anyone really minds. Like employers don't mind if you do five years, you know, like as long as you're doing everything you need to do, you know. And also that helps like, you know, like with the internships and stuff, you have another summer to find another internship and get that experience before full time. Going off that, when I when I entered first year, I was like, oh, people do fifth years. I was kind of like, you kind of see that's the same thing as grade 12 when people do it next year. And then you realize like, no, like everyone does a fifth year, especially if you're in STEM because, and and you're trying to get into, you know, if you're in STEM, people do it. And if you're trying to get into grad school, it's another year of getting your marks up, right? Whether it's med school, law school, it's really strategic as well. So like you said, yeah, like I think when when you're early into university, you kind of view it as a, like a extra year, but then you realize everyone's doing it. Right. Um, so we talked about, you're doing extracurriculars, you're, you're managing an actuarial science program. But then on top and in the back of your mind, you know, you want to become an actuary and me knowing you, you had summer internships. How important is uh, our summer internships to, you know, finding that full time role after you graduate? And how were you able to secure these jobs in the summers? Yeah, so I think they're like very important. Like, you know, every company, they're looking for someone with experience. So like if you can get those internships, that's like the best thing. So so for me personally, like I think also off the last question, like being involved, like you mentioned, like that's yeah. very important because you can like you know you can tell them like while you're networking and like you know this is how I'm involved in like you know the western community like this is what I do and I think um like how to get those is like you know the main thing for me was like just networking you know going to all the networking events that western offered you know going to like the yeah. actuarial like the conventions like of like all of Canada that they had it's going there you know getting myself out there you know learning how to network first of all and just you know, just keeping at it. Like it's a numbers game at the end of the day, you know, just trying to talk to as many people as I like can and get my resume out there, get my name out there. Exactly. And a question I have for you is I know like some of your friends that are in actuarial and they're all successful, man. Like everyone I see, they're very high achieving people. Like, but how do you stand out to these companies when you're going to these conventions and like, like to stand out when like the competition levels are so high to land these jobs, like how are you able to stand out and be different from everyone else? Yeah. So honestly, like what I did was this, I try like actually having like a conversation with the people there and like, 
you know, just trying to like be real with them, not just have like, you know, a set of three questions or like be a robot, like, oh, like, where do you think the industry is going in the next five years? It's like, you know, they don't, they yeah. don't care about that really. You know, they don't want to talk about that. Yeah. They want to talk about like you, like obviously talk about their job as well. And like, you know what they do, but like, yeah, just being like personable, like, and also like really like selling yourself, you know, you, you got to sell your strengths that, so, you know, you can't like, can't be scared to like, just tell them what you do. Like I personally, I'd always be like, yeah, like I'd, just like I talk to them, like you don't have a good conversation, and I throw in the fact that yeah, I'm varsity wrestler, you know, because that's my strength, yeah. right? And exactly. like whatever your strengths are, like, but you need to sell yourself so they remember. It's like, oh yeah, like you know that guy's wrestler, or you know that guy, like that guy, you know, plays his instrument. That's pretty cool, you know. Have something yeah. like a little different. Like, how can you make yourself look different? Like, what do you like to do? Like, how will they remember you? You know, just exactly. whatever it is, like just sell yourself. And what I've learned from you is like, yo, everyone's gonna get high marks in university for these jobs like that's why getting involved and so is so important because you can stand out to the other person right if you're an exec in this club and you're really killing it you can stand out versus the other person and that's why you were able to stand out because you're a varsity wrestler but how about for people that like are kind of scared to network they're kind of scared to like put themselves out there and kind of talk to people and sell themselves because that's the skill like what was your what's your advice for them to get out of that bubble there i mean i guess like you know, at all these networking events, there's also, like, other students as well, right? So, like, you know, if you're, like, a first year or second year or something, you know, you're kind of scared. Like, you know, go talk to some of the other students. I think I, I probably did that. Or just, you know, even talking to your friends, you know, like, get some advice from your friends. Get some advice from your own, like, your smart friends who, like, look like they're good at networking, who have, like, who have done the things you're, like, trying to achieve, right? So, like, maybe you see someone, they've done an internship before, go talk to them, ask them, you know, ask them like, Oh, like, you know, how do I do this? And like, how do I get out, get myself out there? And like, for me personally, like my first internship, like I just like, there's one of the networkers there. And then I just went and talked to him like, and I was just, like, I don't even know like what I'm doing here. You know, I don't know like even what to ask. And he's just like, you know, like tell me about yourself. You know, he had like a, like a real like one-to-one conversation, you know? And then he like, we just connected based on that. Like I didn't, I don't think I even asked like, anything about like, his job that time or anything either he's just like you know he talked to me like and just like don't think of it too much as like like networking just think of it as like a normal conversation getting to know the person and you know letting them know you as well exactly i know i think when you when you're having those personal connections it's really important because these people see so many students every day trying to sell themselves how many students are actually trying to be genuine and have a combo and i think uh, the whole theory around networking it's I mean, people view it as slimy and stuff but if you just view it as you trying to meet people in a field you're curious about everything will change right um yeah so we talked about the networking part which is you know important you know to getting these summer internships what about the resumes like were you doing something different within your resumes to get these jobs like what's a tip you can give us on how you were able to secure these internships yeah like as for my resume i feel like again it's like you know, make sure you have your strengths in there and like having all your skills. And also, so there's one thing to just like list a bunch of skills because I think anyone can do that. You know, I can say I have all the skills in the world, but the difference I think I made was like showing how I had those skills. So whether it's from like my past work experience, you know, like when I went to the airport, I was like, you know, I had to like use communication skills to overcome language barriers, for example, right? And then, or like if you're like, let's say volunteer experience, like say like, you know, I volunteer at this place. I had to use Excel to make these spreadsheets. Like, oh, like, okay, this person actually has Excel skills. They're not just saying it, right? So just saying, or like from your work experience, like saying like, yeah, 
I worked in this software on this project and this was the result. So when you have these tangible things that you can show them, right? Showing them like, yeah. this is where I use this skill. I feel like that's what makes a difference. And also like trying to match your skills to like the specific job description. So like, you know, yeah. they have a list of things that they're looking for and like you want to add that in your resume and say like, I'm exactly what you're looking for and say why, you know, not just, exactly. not just have it there, but have like explanations as well. And that's so important. Like looking at the job description and, you know, the key roles and responsibilities and like matching it. Cause you'd be surprised on how many people are just randomly applying. Like when you see there's a hundred applications for an inter, uh, a job on LinkedIn, like how many those people are just using the same resume for another company and making a mistake. So like you said, you threw in the word tangible. I like that. You know, if you make it tangible <laughs> and show exa- yeah. uh, exact things you did, like you're going to find success. So we talked yeah. about your university experience, right? Academically, you know, there was challenges. You, it's hard to balance sometimes and then getting those, you know, summer internships. If there's something that you can go back and be like, hey, I should have, I could have improved on this to help me better my position. Would there be anything? Is there a piece of advice that you would tell someone, you know, who's in actuary right now, like an actuarial science and university to be like, focus on this. Don't worry about that kind of thing. Yeah. I guess for like the actuarial field specific, I guess it's like, you know, get started on your exams, you know, cause like, I don't know if I mentioned this, but for like the actuarial field, there's exams that we have to do. So like in the beginning you start off with like, they're like qualification exams. And so okay. there's like the first seven after you do, actually there's like 10, right? So after the first seven, you get your first like, associate in society actuary so your first like title and then after the next three you get your fellowship so your fsa yeah and yeah so i guess just getting started on those as soon as possible like yeah i wish i could have went back and started earlier i feel like also just like i don't think it's ever too early to start networking and like start applying to these jobs you know like i thought like when i was back in first year i was like okay yeah like i don't like i'm not qualified for these things like why would i even go right like why would i go to this convention if i don't even know anything yet because like in first year we didn't have any actuarial programs anyways right it's more just like like general like module stuff like you know calculus like linear algebra like just random stuff so at that time i was like yeah you know it doesn't make sense but thinking back at it like if i started earlier like it would have probably helped me like then as well like so i didn't get my first internship until after my third year but in second year i did like a lot of networking i went to the actuarial like convention and like the first time when I went there, I networked with a lot of people and I didn't get anything. But what I did get was like, I learned, right. I learned what yeah. I need to do and like what it takes to get those internships. So then when I went back the next year, I was like way more prepared. So like, if we just like, if I went back and just like did that first year, then I would have prepared the second year, you know? So just start exactly. everything earlier. So yes. start everything early. And yo, those conventions you went to, I remember they seemed kind of lit. Like, like they were in Niagara <laughs> and stuff, right? Did you have to pay yeah. for that or um, they pay for you? Yeah, so they were pretty sick, you know, they were pretty lit. Yeah, the first one was in Ottawa and then Montreal and then Niagara. And yeah, yeah. like there was a fee, like, yeah, like we had to pay, like, I think it's like $200 or something. And like if you join, yeah. like, the, you know, the uh, the actuarial club at Western, you get like a discount. And yeah, okay. but like you're paying for, like, you're paying for something like that's worth it, you know, like, first worth of all, you're getting it. like, we're in like some nice hotels, you know, like, and like getting, like some nice food. I don't know if you remember my snaps, you know? Yeah. yeah. We're eating good and stuff. And then, but just not that, right? Like the networking, like that was the main thing, right? Like we're getting the chance to meet all these different employers and learn from them, learn from the experiences and then just learn how 
we can get into the industry. So yeah, it was definitely worth it. It was definitely fun. And yeah, that's so something you, I would do again for sure. So you walk into a room and it's just a bunch of different companies within the actuarial space and you can just walk up to them and talk to them. Yeah. Basically that's how it was like, so there's a lot of like different, like there's people from all over Canada, like different universities and stuff. And then companies from all over Canada as well. And they just have their own like stands. So like there's like a bunch of stands yeah. around the room and like each stand like would have just like people from the company that you could go up to and talk to and just network with. And then, you know, you give all your resumes and then if they like you the next day you'll get like an email for an interview or like, yeah, or like a yeah. coffee chat or something, even coffee chats, you know, like it's like, like even uh, like, like me, like some of my friends as well. Like we, even after I had an internship secured already, I still went to Asna just to network, you know, like still like, you know, get myself out there, you know, like instead of like trying to get internship, try getting coffee chat, you know, because you never know, like, exactly. like when you'll meet, see a better opportunity, right? Like, and Yo, if someone, have, if someone say, network. if yeah. someone's saying they're down to have a coffee chat with you, that's good, bro. Like it, to me, yeah. like when I had that, it was like, they're, they're willing, like, there might be a shot and at the end of it, if they're like, you know, if, if anything ever comes my way, I'll, I'll reach out for your resume. So don't be discouraged yeah. if it's just a coffee chat because those people will rem- remember you or you have a yeah. coffee coffee chat with someone from a certain company. And then on LinkedIn, maybe a few months after you see that company post something and then you follow back with that person and be like, hey, like, yeah. you know what I mean? So don't be discouraged by coffee chat. Um, let's talk about, so you're, you're, you're in your fourth year, fifth year, um, graduating university. Take us through the process of what it was like to find a full-time job, um, the difficulties with it, and some of the tactics you used to then get it. Yeah, so I'm not going to lie. Like, it was pretty hard to get the full-time job. Like, I think, uh, like, COVID, it definitely did have, like, an impact on it as well, right? Like, there was, like, there were some hiring freezes at companies, you know, like, everything was just so uncertain. So, like, it was hard to get jobs. So I was applying to a lot of different jobs and. At first, like, I really, I just wasn't really getting anything, right? Like, I was getting, you know, I heard back from some companies, I was getting some interviews and stuff, but um, also because it was hard to network, you know? And, like, it's hard to, like, especially in the beginning, right? It's hard to do everything virtually. Like, I'm, like, I'm personally, like, you know, at these networking events, that's where I, you know, sell myself, right? Because, like, I'm a people's yeah. person, I guess, you know? Like, my resume doesn't show the full picture, right? Like, I want to talk to you. Like, that's, that's how I got most of my jobs, right? So this time yeah. around, it was different. It was just, like, like now I'm just a piece of paper. I'm not even a piece of paper. I'm just like a, a digital file, right? That's all they were seeing, yeah. right? So it was hard. And um, basically what I did was I just started like applying to some internships. I was like, okay, maybe I'll just do like another internship, like in a different yeah. like position and just like broaden my experience, right? So I <clears throat> have a better chance in the future. So then, yeah, I ended up getting an internship at another company. I got some like, different experience and then while i was there i was applying for jobs as well and then eventually i heard back from this company foresters like i saw it on linkedin i actually messaged someone like asking about the job description and stuff and then yeah i eventually i eventually landed this job and i've been here for the past four months and yeah it's great now that's pleasant what what i what i learned from you is like if you're in this dry spell and you're not getting that full-time job. Don't let that stop you from not doing anything, right? You then said like, I'm going to apply to this internship, which is going to only help me. And then you heard back from Foresters, right? Where if you were like, I'm going to just take this off, apply places, you know, it's cool how like you still wanted to better yourself. And, you know, you apply, you, you worked somewhere while you were still applying for full-time roles, you know? Um, The other thing I want to talk about is, you know, 
after COVID, like for me personally, I feel like with coffee chats and stuff, it's crazy to think that before COVID, people were having these networking things in a, in person, right? Like you were yeah. going to events and for people like in my field, like within, you know, communications and stuff, there weren't a lot of events, but people were meeting at Starbucks and stuff like to meet people. I, the one benefit of COVID for me is like you not if I shoot my shot at someone like online on LinkedIn, they're not all going to agree to meet this brown guy at Starbucks. You know what I mean? Like some of them are just not going to pull up to Starbucks with me because they'll be like, no, like I have work. Like, but in the virtual world, I feel like when you reach out to people, it's it's everyone's down for a conversation. I, I remember even you, you you hooked me up with your boy um, for um, this uh, government internship that I wanted to learn about, and he was down to talk to me about it. Right? Have you found that? Have yeah. you found that more people are willing to talk during this time? Yeah, for sure. Like, like I mentioned, like, it was just like, it was harder, like in the beginning, because yeah, you know, everyone's still getting used to it. Like companies were still exactly. like, online, and, like, but now like, there's so many more like online platforms and like people are used to it. And so yeah, like, I feel like people are more open to it. Like I, I've had like a bunch of like virtual chats, like virtual coffee chats, just talking about the position, like hearing the, their like, point of view about how it is. And you know, it just takes like 15 minutes of their time or something, you know, and like they can just schedule into exactly. the day. Whereas they, like you mentioned, like, yeah, they have to like go out of their way to go get like, a coffee chat, right? Like in person. So yeah, I think it definitely does exactly. help. And like people are like more open to like talking now because also like, I feel like people are like, so like, you know, they have like nowadays it's like, you know, you wake up, you work from home. Like I feel maybe it's a little fun for them as well. You know, you get to talk to someone else different. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. new. like it's kind of hard to do that nowadays you know with COVID and stuff exactly definitely hard to meet people now um <laughs> one more thing about when you were applying for your jobs and w- applying for a full-time job can you talk about how many times you how many resumes you sent out how many applications you did to get that job you ended up with at Forrester's Financial and how did you how did you stay motivated to keep doing it and not get discouraged from being like okay yo like I'm done like you know you could have just been like I'll just do another career or something you know how did you stick to it yeah so like honestly like like there weren't like even that many like opportunities to begin with right because like the actual industry is kind of small right and because of all those reasons but like i think i've probably applied to like you know 20 30 jobs even right like it's a lot i was just yeah. putting myself out there you know like because obviously like no this was my field like that i want to do it's always my dream right like so i wasn't just gonna give up that easily and like it was just like a matter of just how can I make myself better, you know? And just knowing like, yeah, now it's like, now I can't like sell myself in person. I can't like, you know, network with someone and, you know, have like a genuine yeah. conversation anymore, right? Yeah. Like yeah. in total interview, obviously, but um, just like, how can I make myself look better? Like, how can I compete with like, you know, like these Waterloo kids, for example, who have like, you know, like those nineties and like have like, yeah. you know, like six exams, like, whereas like, yeah. I had like, I had three, right? So it's just exactly. like, it's just like just don't give up you know you'll get exactly. it eventually right like everyone gets like oh, like you mentioned before like yeah like most of my friends like like yeah most of us have like internship i mean jobs now right like even some people who didn't yeah. like who didn't even get internships before like they have a full-time job now and that's because they didn't give up you know it's like just knowing like you know seeing seeing yeah like all my friends are doing it right like like i can do it as well like, you know like you see like your friend got a job on linkedin you're like okay like this guy can do it, I can do it, right? Like, we're, we're boys, exactly. right? we're, like, pretty much the same, right? Like, we're to the same path and stuff. So, yeah, that was pretty motivating as well. Like, seeing my friends get jobs, I guess, that pushed me too. Yeah, just sticking with it and being consistent. 
in terms of these, you know, you were, in, I remember talking to you, you had a lot of opportunities with interviews and interviewing with companies virtually, right? What's a tip or something that's worked for you throughout, you know, to get these jobs? Like, what's something you can flag for people in the actual actuarial world when it comes to interviews and something they should be doing to get the job they want? Yeah, I guess like, like I mentioned before, like, be yourself, you know, like, don't like memorize like a script and like, you know, just spew it out at them. Like, you know, they can tell, like, you know, just have like a genuine conversation again. Like, I think like one of the internships I got, like the one I got in the summer, I was actually like, I was in Vancouver that time. I, I told you about this, but um, like I was in Vancouver. I was like on like a little vacation, or whatever. And so I didn't really like, like prepare for it too much. Like, obviously, like I knew yeah. like you need to know like what like what is on your resume, like what you did in your last job. So know those things, obviously. But other yeah. than that, like just like be yourself. You know, have a good conversation. Tell them about yourself, like and like why you're like a cool person, basically. You know, because like if you're working with someone like full time, they don't want like they don't want robots. You know, they want yeah people to work with you know that who, who are cool you can like have a conversation with you know like that you would actually like working with because that's like a lot of time out of your day right exactly yeah just and and it seems like it's the, the common theme that you've been putting out throughout is like be yourself and find a way that you can sell yourself that's different from everyone else because everyone has 90s like you said you western like you were competing with kids that are at waterloo mcmaster yeah. uft that all have 90s and stuff right and you were able to find your own lane of, you know, what, what am I good at? I'm a varsity wrestler. And let's face it, how many other actuarial kids are varsity wrestlers? Maybe not a lot. So that was a lane for you to like kind of sell yourself and you gained so many skills through that. So, you know, from what I'm learning from about you is kind of analyze yourself when you're in these job interviews and stuff and found a, find a way on how you're different, right. From everyone else applying to these jobs. Um, yeah. Just to wrap up, man, you, you, you're even dropping gems throughout this whole podcast, but for someone in grade 12, someone in university, they have being an actuary on the back of their head. You know, it's it's something that they want to do. And I know it doesn't stop for you. You have a few more exams to do until you're fully like the money's up and you're sauced. You know, I know you're already successful, but I know it's not your journey's not done. But what's something for you, a, 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 a tip or something to keep them going throughout university to be like, it's worth it at the end when you get that job, you know? Yeah, I mean, I guess like, you're just looking for like what you really want to do. And like, I guess your purpose, right? Like it's like not even your purpose. I guess that's like a, that's way too deep. Right. I didn't want to get that, but it's like, you know, what do you really want to do? It's like, yo, if you, if you want to be an actor, it's like, you just like, it's hard, right? It's not easy. Like, you know, straight up, like, it's not like, yeah, like anyone can do it. It's like, I can just, you know, just chill out all the time and you know, I'll get through it. It's yeah. like, no, you have to put in the work. Right. And I guess just exactly. to be more, it's, it's like, like why do you even why did you choose this field right you probably chose it because like it looks good to you right like it's interesting and like there's a good job life satisfaction at the end of the tunnel right it's just looking for like that the light at the end of the tunnel and just knowing like yeah once i get through everything i'm gonna be living a good life right yeah and, like i'm yeah. gonna be living ho how i want so yeah i guess just like look at the like the light at the end of the tunnel just keep pushing through it and like yeah don't give up and like it's not gonna be easy but you just have to do yeah. it, you know? And yeah, and you did such a good, and that's why like I wanted you on here. You did a good job of that, right? But you did a good job of focusing academically, but still you had a social life. You were, um, you, you were a varsity wrestler, you were involved and you still had a family life, right? Like just to wrap up one last thing, how important is that balance when you're in a program 
so hard, like actuarial science. Yeah, I know that balance is very important, not just in the program, but even after as well. Like, you know, once you get a job, like you, you can't just always be in your books, right? You need to have, like, you know, you need to have your friends and stuff. So like, like I had you, you know, I had a bunch of my friends. I made a lot of friends at Western, right? Like, yeah, you know, have that, the balance between like studies and also just, you know, chilling and being able to talk, like, express yourself and like, you know, because if you're just like thinking like, you know, study, study, study all the time, like you will get like, you know, too stressed, right? And like, exactly. you know what, there's always bumps on the, like in the way on the road, right? And, you know, you just get back up and just get through it, you know? And like the way you'll do that is like, you know, with the help of like your friends, your family and like just having something other than that, you know? So like I had like yeah. wrestling, you know, like that would help my, like help me get my mind off things like, you know, not gonna lie, like, the year I took off in third year, like, I, like it might have even been like a little harder for me, you know, because like I was like I didn't have another way to like you know like express yeah. myself. I guess you know what I mean. It's something to look forward yeah. to too, right? Like when you have a for me, it was like hanging out with you guys on a Saturday. It, yeah. After a Monday to Friday of just working, like you look forward to that. If you don't have anything to look forward to, then you're just in a slump, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like you need to have like something else other than that like exactly like look, looking forward to the weekend you're looking forward to chilling with the boys you know hanging out like have a good time so yeah the balance is very important otherwise you're you might go crazy you know then you might not make it through you know exactly no yeah. but arjun you, you you've you told us a lot of tangible advice a tangible details and specific advice to get to get this job as an actuary so i want to thank you man for coming on here and i wish you all the best i know we have a few more exams um, but I do appreciate your time coming on here and speaking to us. So thanks so much, man. Yeah, bro. Thanks a lot for having me. Um, again, I'm super excited to see this thing grow. Thank you, man. We'll have you on again, eh? We'll have you on soon. All right. Maybe I'll have all my exams right, done by you. then. Or at least one more. <laughs> yes, you will. You will. Keep grinding. You got it. All right, bro. Thank you. All right. Bye. All right. Thanks, bro.